Welcome back to this episode of the Your Daily Pass podcast. You're here with your co-hosts, Fiona Daly and Courtney Passfield. We are bringing back another beautiful, raw and authentic, unedited conversation for you guys to listen to. So enjoy. Hi, this is Leslie Saglio and I help women unleash and lead in their feminine power so that they can be happy and free to live a life of purpose and pleasure. I'm so excited to connect with you today and make sure that you stay till the end because I'll be offering a free gift for you. Courtney, it's another conversations with. Yes. And I know we've said this before, but sometimes this podcast is just for us. Look, I mean, most of our conversations we have with these beautiful people, we're like, oh, that showed another side of me that I wasn't ready to see. But guess what? It showed up. Yeah. It did. And we're about to get into it again. Uh And this is, I don't know why, I feel like we're just ready to lean in and Mm -hmm. find out the things. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, Fiona. I'm feeling like very much in a feminine flow. Like I just want to have beautiful conversations straight from the heart. And you know what? We're going to do that today. We are. Mm -hmm. We totally are. We are getting to have a chat with Leslie Saglio, who is in sunny LA. So if you hear any background noise, just because she's out living the life. Exactly. She's on holidays. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so excited to be here. Oh, look, honestly, you know, we read your bio and, you know, you do a little bit of a stalk before we jump onto these things, right? We get to know all our beautiful guests. And when when I see something that pops up and it's like, you know, I'm passionate about women stepping into their beautiful, powerful roles, you know, influencing the future. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm all in. Get it, yeah, girl. Let's, let's, do, let's it. do this. <laughs> you know, like feminine, powerful leadership. And I think because like feminine and powerful can to how do I say this because I want to make sure that what I say because how I believe it but you know it used to be like feminine meant weak and powerful was masculine but it's when we're starting to see hang on a minute that feminine powerful leadership and see how beautiful that is that really just aligns the shit out of me like I just love that (laughs) I love it I love it yeah you're so lit up I'm so passionate about it as too and absolutely and I feel like this this is a topic that is so current right now especially I think just everything we've seen for the past two and a half years that the way that we've been living and working in this world is just has not been sustainable I think it's been a big awakening for a lot of us definitely definitely so Leslie to start us off to kick us off tell us about tell us about you and how you got to be the person you are today Mm, yeah how much time do we have no just kidding So as you mentioned, I, I'm in Los Angeles right now where I was born and raised, but I've been living in Europe for the past oh, I think 16 years now, currently in Barcelona, Spain, and before that, London, UK. So I've been blessed to have this incredible international and purposeful life as a wife, mom to two beautiful children while coaching women to unleash and lead in their feminine power so that they can be happy and free to live a more purposeful and pleasure-filled life. But it was not always like this. You know, growing up as a child, as a brown Asian American girl in the US, I looked very different from my peers. I struggled with self worth and confidence and got teased, I got bullied. 
as a young girl. And while I yearned for a sense of belonging, seeking external validation, this is essentially what drove me to work really hard and really push in my masculine. I spent the majority of my life looking outside of myself for answers. So many years, so many years, I was in my masculine pushing and striving instead of letting life support me. And in LA, California, after graduating from a prestigious business school, working for the biggest entertainment studio in the world, I was successful. I was successful in my own right, but still as a woman, I played small, lacking confidence and unaware of my own self-worth. And I did all the things I was told would fulfill me, would bring me happiness, would complete me, sort of speak, but I still felt that something was missing. And then in London, when I became a mother, I thought that I can find that with my with my children. I thought for sure this was the missing piece to have somebody, my other half, have children, do all the things. But I continued to be hard on myself. I had feelings of shame and guilt because my entire identity up until that point was completely revolved around my work. I mean, that's I don't know how it is in Australia, but in America, it's really it's not really balanced here in America. It's really about your work, your work, your work, your work that define myself and my worth. And it wasn't until my childhood best friend, Bo, passed away from cancer at the tender age of 33 years old. And that changed everything for me. I flew from London to Los Angeles by myself. It was a completely full Virgin Atlantic flight. Um, But yet I felt so alone. And while the plane was still in the tarmac, getting ready to take off, I remember the tears just started rolling down my face. And I realized that could have been me. That could have been me. You know, up up until this point, I thought I was invincible. But as horrible as this was, this was my personal epiphany. And it was thousands of miles away from everything I ever knew living in Europe when my childhood best friend passed away in the U.S., that this was my catalyst that made me really question how I was living, how I was raising my children, how I was managing my personal energy, and what was I placing importance on that set me on a deep personal development and spiritual path. And I realized at that point that there was no more going at life alone, no more lone wolfing, which a lot of us women do. And so I hired a coach, realized I couldn't do this alone. I took control of my life, got accountability. I learned the tools and practices to stay in a place of more calm and clarity and build my confidence around my self-worth and my value and start to remember my feminine power and really discover the steps to get clear on my purpose, busting my limiting beliefs and my self-worth, and just essentially becoming more confident within myself as a woman, living a more conscious, meaningful and happy life. And that's really what I love for not just for the women I work with, but for your listeners as well, is that to understand that even if your experiences have not been the same as mine, perhaps you too, as a woman, have felt that there's got to be more or you want to make a bigger difference in the world or you yearn for something deeper, something more meaningful than you currently have. And just I'd love for my work is just to share with people, women, that it is absolutely possible. It is never too late and it is never too early. Mm. Wow. I I really love that. And two things that I'm going to pick up on. The first thing that you said, it's never too late, but it's never too early because I feel like we get this, it's never too early, but then we also have this, this flip side that we go, oh, you know what? I haven't experienced the world. I haven't done all this. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. So you do have this, oh, it's too early. One day when I achieve this, I'll do that. One day when I achieve that, I'll do that. 
the other thing that really came up for me is, you know, you said about whether it was like that in Australia um, as well, you know, with work and having kids and all the rest of it. I remember the first time I went to the doctors after having my twins, um, the the doctor was filling out like a form and it, when it came to occupation, he just wrote down, he he just, he wrote down mother and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a... I'm a hairdresser too. I'm a business owner. Like, and it was just like, he just like glanced at me and was like still typing and was like, whatever, and kept going. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So like, am I just in a box now? You know what I mean? Like, and so I feel like it is, you know, everywhere we go that we do get put into these boxes of like who you are right now and that's you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And compartmentalizing all aspects of ourselves as a woman. Um, And that's really what this is all about is breaking down that stereotype, breaking down the, the paradigm that this, that's what a woman, (laughs) that's what it means. It's like you have a career and then you become a mother and then your life is in service to others at the, at the expense of your own happiness. It's in service to the masculine um, whether, you know, your partner, whoever that may be, whichever gender, and to your children. And while, you know, I get it, I understand as a wife and mother, that's beautiful. And that's part of our life. As a woman, that's not everything. You know, I have women clients all the way from, you know, young, like late 20s, all the way up until, you know, their mid 50s that have been divorced and have older children. And they did all those things. And they realized no more. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done doing my life for others. There's got to be more. Um, And then they really come into the fullness of themselves as a woman because they realize, yeah, there's got to be another way. And a lot of it stems from, well, that's what we saw society do. That's what we saw in our culture. That's what we saw our mothers do and our mother's mother. And that's a lot of where it comes from. So a lot of the clients, the women that I work with and doing this work, it's really about breaking those generational patterns. Yes. And I think generational patterns, they're hard, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are just so deep within you and any beliefs are so deep within you that you don't even know you have them because it's just like saying the sky is blue and, you know, you turn around like, no, I've always been told that's purple, so it is purple. Do not try to change that. Like you don't even know that you have these beliefs because they're so deep to your core. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's so important. I found not only to have a mentor or a coach, someone that's done the work that's on the other side that can hold your hand and help you understand what's possible, what's the potential, but also what I've realized, and this is a big part of my work is bringing women together to do this work. So doing it as a group and knowing that you are not alone in how you feel and what you desire and that it's completely possible. So that's also what I found in my work is that, yes, doing this work as an individual, beautiful, and a lot of the healing is, is and transformation is being able to feel safe with other women, being seen, being heard, being truly held. Yes, absolutely. It's so, and it, it's, you know, just in my time of, 
going from working to having kids, the conversations are different and it's generational and I know it's the beliefs, but it is, it's so hard to, to feel accepted because there's comments and you're like, I'm just trying to do my best. And, you know, things have changed now. It is okay for me to be a mum, but also work and to show my kids that they can go out there and do the things that they want to do. They aren't limited but you need that like that support system. So that's so that community. Important. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Your tribe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The sisterhood, we call it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. And it's it it is important to have that, you know, to commiserate and you know be there to support each other through difficult times. But what I found through my work, which is even more powerful, is to celebrate each other to be able to hold other women in their celebration and their empowerment and know that whatever is happening for them is a reflection of what is possible for ourselves as women. You know, a lot of the times we come together and we come in like, you know, in our struggles and we kind of stay in that lower vibration of, of, of suffering and pain. And while that, yes, there's a time and place for that, but we also don't give ourselves the time and space to be celebrated, to be acknowledged, because it's through that space that we can actually start not only to lift ourselves up, but lift each other selves as, as well. Mm. Yes. It's being mindful with your conversations, isn't yes. it? Because it is so easy as like as mums of younger children. Yes. Yeah. When when things are a little hectic, mm. like it's so easy to sit in that lower vibration and like all just link up over our struggles. Yes. Yeah, you're right. But, and I think, you know, over here we call it the tall poppy syndrome. Hey, right. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like you kind of get. It's frowned upon to do too well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You took the you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, oh wow. Um, yeah, honestly, you're right. Like it is one of those things that it. It is. It, it can be. Where do you frowned. find that happy medium, though? Yeah. But do you have to find a happy medium or can't we just live in ourselves of going, you know what, right now shit doesn't work for me, but I'm going to congratulate you because it's working for you and that's amazing. And then knowing that that flip side will happen for you too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I Absolutely, there's a time and place for all of it. Like so with my clients and the women in my group program, we – hold the space for the celebrations, the acknowledgements, the brags is like what we call them. And and then also all the emotions, you know, as women, it's easier for us to access our sadness, but it's more difficult to access our anger. And so underneath all those tears and the grief and sadness is actually anger. And so if we can hold a space for each other through that, allow ourselves to be seen and witnessed in it and release it in a healthy way, through releasing that emotion, which is really just energy in motion, then we can actually create the space for something new to come into our life. Because if we're just stacking all these emotions and all these experiences, I mean, that's why we feel stuck. Literally, we feel stuck. Like we can't, we, we feel like we don't know how to get clarity and move forward because we don't have literally the capacity or the nervous system to hold it. Mm. oh that's so true isn't it I feel like that's a you know as a from a parenting point of view you feel like you can't show every single emotion or it's like you've got to be the level-headed one and you've got to take the lead and and emotions nearly not okay yeah but yeah you're right learning to try and work with that and lean into it 
Because what are you going to teach kids? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you know yourself, like, with kids, they're, they're such a beautiful teacher, hey? Like, when something hurts them, they cry and then they get over it because they've let that emotion out. Like, they cry like that, right? They're mm. like, oh, he looked at me, you know what I mean? Like, the amount of fights that I have in my household. But, <laughs> you know, like, it's one of those things. They cry, they not to say they get over it, but they release that emotion through them. And move forward. And move forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one of the that's one of the beautiful qualities of the feminine is that we engage in our emotions. We don't hide from them and actually there is power in our vulnerability. So that's I know that's something that's coming more to the forefront as opposed to thinking, oh, that's the sign of weakness. Mm. But actually it's through our emotions that again, um, that's our power and that's how we can connect more powerfully to ourselves, our truth and also to each other. I loved how you mentioned about your kids because that's exactly, you know, what we do. There's, there's a process called the temper tantrum technique that I do with clients. And it's literally getting it out, getting the anger out, getting all of that out. And then at some point, like a, like a toddler, it's like after the crying, the screaming, like, you know, all the things there's that, there's that point where they do the (laughs) self-soothing, you know, like they're like, okay, it's released okay, I feel a little bit better. (laughs) It just had to like, let go. And then there's like this sense of calm, like, okay, now it's able to process whatever information is ready to come in, right? From the parent. But when they're in that state of like fight or flight and they're just, they just can't, they can't take that in. They won't be able to process it. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's really good. I, yeah, yeah I really, really love that. Just even the way you've explained that too, and then the, that short, sharp breathing of that self-soothing themselves through it. Yeah, I just know as an adult, like you know, when's the last time you cried? You know, like, and but mm-hmm. I like, actually cried and let it out. Didn't just like hold it together and have a glistening tear go down your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when was the last time you were like, this is just you know this just really is just really hard and I'm going to cry and that is okay. And I'm going to love myself through that crying or through that emotion because we are so taught to do that. Like it's cool to do that when you're, you know, on top of your game and you're in that great season, but when you're not. Yeah. There's something really powerful about allowing yourself that cry, but allowing yourself to have the alone time to do it. Yes. You know, like without somebody trying to smooth things over or or fix, fix it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you brought that up, not trying to fix it. So that is exactly when I take the women through in my group program or my private clients is there's different embodiment practices that we do. And we're not here to fix each other. We're not here. There's certain times where it's like we're not here to give advice or feedback. Because that's what society, that's what they're doing out there. They're trying to use their own perception and their, you know, filter of their life to give their opinion. But here it's just, we just want, we just need to let it go. We just need a space to, again, release it, whether it's through crying, whether it's through screaming, punching, stomping, um, you know, all the things, just really allowing it to release to your body without anyone judging us because we get that already. We get, we get enough of that. (laughs) So it's having the healing, the healing is really in the safety. So really being able to feel like I'm safe to really just be me, to really be me. Yes. And it's amazing too, to think that, you know, cause that's your first instinct to fix it for somebody or not to just listen. And there's, it's, it's an incredible balance to learn 
to sit and be the ears, not to offer. Yeah. 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 There's so much power in that. I always like um, when I have, when I facilitate groups and we do breakouts, whether it's in person or we're doing virtual and zoom. And the, the idea is that you're not here to conversate. It's, it's like someone is answering whether it's a certain question that's been facilitated and you're listening, active listening, and then you're just really holding space. And I, I, for most people, they find that really difficult because you want to nod your head, you want to interrupt, you want to ask a question, but just let somebody, just let them speak, just let them speak their truth, what's present for them. And there's so much power in that, not only being the, the person that's sharing, but being the one that's just holding the space and listening because we realize that we're a lot of the time when we're conversating or communicating, we're actually interrupting. We're giving some type of, you know, body feedback where it's like, it may change how someone is actually sharing <laughs> what's true for them or their answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I used to be a part of a, um, a business group and, and that's what we would do in our masterminds. And it was, so we, each person would speak and you were like, you had to be quiet, like straight off, you know, like no emotion and ask questions. But if somebody got upset, there was no, you were not allowed to touch. There was no, like, there was no input. You just had to sit and let them, let them sit in their tears and sit in the moment. And the first time I was like, this is so confronting. I can't do this. Like that poor person needs a cuddle. Like they just need, you know, something. And the first time I was like, this is, it's horrible, but you could see how they worked through their grief and actually got a chance to unload. I don't know if unload it is the right word, but they actually got a chance to like move through it. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And it's through that release again, like allowing any stuck emotion, energy, memories, repressed memories just to release that it's like, yes, you actually get, you feel lighter, brighter, and you get some clarity, <laughs> you get some clarity, just you didn't get some type of opinion or feedback, but it's just you're allowing that yourself to just release it. There's yeah. Yeah, a I lot of power with, and beauty. With that, it also allows you to have the opportunity to trust what you feel you need to do next. Mm. Because, you know, society, the world, everything like that, social media has taught us not to really listen to our gut as much, you know, not to sort of really believe what we already know. So moving through that, you just have that opportunity to do this without getting caught on somebody else's opinion or, like you say, filtered through their eyes. Yes, 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 yes. So good. And I'm, I'm so happy you mentioned that because that's absolutely what, what we're doing here. And in, in, well, at least in this work that I'm doing, it's somatic based. So again, it's this more feminine way where you're getting in tune and engaged with your emotions, what's happening in the body and learning to listen and trust the innate wisdom within our body. There is always a message there. You know, so much of Western medicine, I love Western medicine and there's a time and place for it. And there's a time and place for knowing that symptom, there's something deeper and underlying there. And if we're taking a pill or we're doing something to just mask that symptom, it's just, it's going to accumulate over time. And there's something, there's a message that the body is trying to tell us that that's, you know, needs to be released or there's something emotional that needs to be addressed and healed. Um, so there's a lot of wisdom in our body. 
So absolutely, when we allow ourselves, you know, if we have a pain or we, there's so much wisdom there. Like when I take my clients through, like, you know, maybe there's always something happening. They didn't realize, you know, in their chest. And then they realize that it happens at this moment when when something's going on and there's a message there. And to be able to tune into the wisdom of that um, is really powerful. And I think, you know, sometimes with those messages, they can be really hard to listen to because you can know them and just go, oh, but like, are you sure that's right? You know, yeah. like they can be hard to handle. And sometimes those messages don't always show a positive light. And sometimes it's like, I know what I need to do here. And it's not the easy option, but knowing that yeah. it's the right option because you've listened to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that this is it. This, they say it's the spiritual path or, you know, when we're on this evolution and like learning and growing, it's not linear at all. (laughs) It will have these dips and, you know, ebbs and flows and curly cues and going upside down. It's just, that's just how we experience life as, as humans, the earth and ourselves, we're just full of polarity and that's how we experience. um, Well, that's how we have learned, you know, and experience this being human is love and fear and uh, the sun and the moon day and night, uh, pain, joy, we wouldn't know one without the other. Yeah. yeah. And I think that we wouldn't know one without the other. That is so true. We forget that really easily because we we try to create these homes or these spaces and these classrooms or wherever that is so one way, but without the other way, we wouldn't have the other way. Mm. Mm, that's beautiful. You mentioned about what mes- Western medicine and a lot of, you know, what you do, it is a blend of the practical and spiritual tools. What are some of those tools that you use? Yeah, so some of the tools that uh, that I use is, is really, again, is, is getting in the body. So embodiment practices. So one of the, you know, one of the things that I do, and this is not something that I've made up. This is, you know, from ancient wisdom and ancient sages. Um, again, this is going back and remembering, you know, what what they've been doing for thousands and thousands of years. It's just, it just, it's been forgotten. Um, something as simple as, as shaking, like shaking your body, keep with your eyes closed, shaking, shaking, shaking with your feet flat on the earth with your eyes closed and just shaking it all out. And then moving into a free form dance, allowing yourself to just express after you've shaked out all the tension, all the, you know, whatever it is that you may be feeling in the moment, and then allowing yourself to really feel that unique energy that we all have within us, allowing yourself to really feel that and tune into that. The, the thing about somatic work is that, yes, we want to release, you know, whatever it is that is that we feel may be stuck, whether it's stress, tension, trauma, but we always want to finish with feeling good. We always want to fill ourselves up with turn on and pleasure because when we actually come from a pace of, of pleasure, this actually activates the four feel good chemicals of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. So we actually, when we start to release all those you know, seemingly negative memories and emotions, and then we fill it up with something good, we literally start to form new neural pathways within our brain. And it signals that we are safe in this moment, what's possible, what does it feel like to feel good? 
you know, like there's all these, this is this big place of expansion and possibility that comes from when we actually do these embodiment practices where we release it. And then you always want to end with feeling good. Wow. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And just that that shaking, you know what I mean? Like I haven't heard a lot about the shaking, but then moving into that free-flowing dance and then, you know, filling yourself up, that's really good. Like I really like that because it's kind of like gives you I feel that. Like that's something you can do with your kids. Yeah, so I was well. picturing doing it with my but kids. Yeah. Yeah, 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 when you were saying that. Like it's something that you can do with the kids quite easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. These are these are really simple tools. I mean, they feel so simple. <laughs> They're like, and they are. They're simple and profound. And it's really about practice. It's really about just bringing it into your practice. And like you said, bringing the kids in. Absolutely. Bringing the kids into the practice. Because a lot of, again, why well, I don't think I mentioned this about my work is a lot of this emotion and repressed uh, memories and emotions, it's stemming from our childhood. So if we can not only empower ourselves as women and as mothers, but also our children, I mean, my gosh, guess how much different the world would be if we have these little children that know how to healthily release their emotions and be present with their emotions, engage with them, hold space for their friends. I mean, this is, this is powerful work. Gosh, yeah, it is. It wow. is. And and like you say, it is powerful work that is changing our futures, you know, the future of generations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like I said, it's never too early, too late, because like I shared in my story, I didn't get to this work and this realization and self-awareness until after I had both my children. And, you know, sometimes when you meet people that you, that I think I'm a little further out in their path and, you know, they haven't had children and then they're all, you know, kind of like self-aware, they have children and it's like, don't be, you know, never be hard on ourselves because we're exactly where we need to be. Um, You know, there's, 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 there's no when and done, like we're never done. None of us are ever done. And if we're done, that means we're dead. (laughs) There was always another layer to peel in the onion. Um, Just when we think we, we figured out like with our children, there's something else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go through the next stage, right? Was the- Absolutely. There's always an up level. Yeah. Well, and it's just Exciting. stepping into your power. <laughs> stepping into your power is no just like one step and done. Oh, gosh, yeah. no. It's constant. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. so interesting. So, so interesting. Have you found, Leslie, that, you know, a lot of people come to you after, you know, like you had like had a, a huge thing happen in your life and, and they're kind of like, wait, this can't be it. Like this can't be it. I need, there must be more. Is that when they kind of discover you and discover your work to be able to step into it or are you finding, yeah, what are, like where are people coming from? What part of their life are they coming yeah, I mean, absolutely. I would say it's someone that is, is is a seeker and knows that they're meant for more, that they want more in their life. They just don't know how to get there or what that may even be. So I have anything from uh, corporate professional women that are super successful in work, but when it comes to themselves um, in their own personal personal space and self-care and personal development and their personal relationships. Maybe that's, that's something that they've put on the back burner at the expense of, of their work. A lot of my clients are, you know, who I was five, 10, 15 years ago is what I found is those are the women I tend to attract. So it's women that have either, yes, that are in a transition um, 
or they, uh, yeah, they're just burnout and they know that there, there's got to be another way, a better way. They're looking to have less stress and more flow in their life. And there's women that absolutely can feel that there's something really powerful. There's a shift happening on this planet, especially these past two and a half years. And they really want to step, you know, bigger. They want to play bigger. They want to stop playing small and they, they really want to step bigger in, in their own purpose and, and not at the expense of, you know, making less income or less impact. And so there's, there's different, you know, women on different paths, but I would say all of them together, they have this, this, this real awareness that they don't want to do things the way that they've been doing. And they know that there's got, there's a better, more easier, graceful and pleasure filled way to do it. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I would say in answer yeah. to your question. I hope that answered that. Definitely yeah. more than, more than answered it. It's seekers because I think it is very true. Yeah, like, I'll write that down too. Yeah, yeah, that that seeker because I think you know previously you may not have really realized that life has gone a certain way until you do. It can be a profound moment that you go, "Holy dooly, this could have been me," or "This is." wow, I got here and this is how it is. It's and like real masculine. Yeah, exactly. And you do. You get to the stage where you just feel so masculine and then you kind of – you then find it hard to go, okay, I want to become more feminine. Where, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Without yeah. losing the power. Yeah, well. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's another way. There's a better way. There's a better, more sustainable, more enjoyable way of going about life. And so, yeah, that's really my passion and it's been my purpose. And I'm, I'm just so, so happy to be able to share that with as many women as possible. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And that's so cool that you have teenagers. And so they've, they've, you know, they've had years with you working with other people. So they're going to be seeing that as well. Mm, yeah. I mean, I always, you know, as parents, and you can probably attest to this, We'll, we'll never be perfect with our yeah. children. I know when she's 20, 30, she'll be like, oh, we did this. I'm like, wow, did that really mess you up? That <laughs> no, I know there'll be something. We're human here. But yes, I do. I do feel really blessed that even though it was after I had children, again, it's never too late. It's never too early that it did have some impact and influence on how I parent and how I mother with my children. And although it's not perfect, I don't think any of us are, um, it is better than, and I think that's what it's, how it's meant to be, right? It's like with each generation, hopefully it gets better. It gets a little bit easier and we, we leave this planet in a much better place than when we came into it. Yes. Yes. And I think that's all we can ask, Hey, that we do leave this planet in a much better state. So, so people wanting to sort of connect with you and go, okay, this is all good and well, you know, I'm listening to this podcast while I'm driving to work or out with the kids or walking the dog or something like that. They're sort of here and they're like, okay, I get it. I I want to change. But I don't know how. Mm. But I don't know how. Like, where do I start? Where do I start? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I do have a free gift for your listeners. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's the place to share that here, but... um, but really, it's about identifying first, it's the the awareness. It's like, okay, what are those qualities that's more masculine, the unhealthy masculine? What is the way of the patriarchy that 
may, I may have been in my life or in my work? And what are those qualities of the feminine that I can bring more into my life? Just having that awareness um, is the first step. Um, and then identifying, um, you know, why, why have you been less in your feminine? Why have you been pushing so hard and working so hard and burning the midnight oil and at the expense of, you know, your own happiness and sometimes a lot of, you know, your own health? Where is that coming from? And a lot of us as women, this pushing and striving to do more and thinking that maybe we're not good enough and our value and our confidence and self-worth is wrapped around our work, our, our career, our profession, it stems from, from childhood. So it's about um, identifying, okay, where have, as a little girl, have you been hurt by the feminine? Um, and that being the fir- that first relationship being with our mother. So we all as women have been, we have some wounding as, as young girls um, from both our parents, but mostly the relationship to the feminine, that being with our mother. So, you know, I get that as adult women, we may understand like, yes, our mother did the best she could with the resources she, she had. I'm grateful. I have a great relationship with her now. We get that. That's beautiful. And that's not where we are right now. There is a little girl inside each and every one of us that's like, hey, what about me? You know, they weren't there for me or I got yelled at. I was like sad and mad. I had to like, you know, I would lock myself. There's all these things and we don't want to diminish her anymore. We want to be able to hold a space for her to be seen, for her to be held. And that's where a lot of this work is to really reclaim that feminine power is to be able to heal that mother wound and to be able to inner mother that younger girl that consciously, unconsciously, you know, has been hurt, has been hurt. And then last but not least, um, being able to locate as a woman, what are your desires? So after having the self-awareness, doing some work around the mother wound and inner child healing, then identifying what is it that you actually want? Because a lot of women that come to me, they don't know because they've been told or they've been doing for so long what someone else basically said this, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And they just gave up on their desires and their dreams. So being able, this is again, going back into the body, doing some embodiment practices, coming from that place of true power, um, is, and really understanding, okay, what is it that I really want? And, and tuning into the feeling, the feeling, the quality. How do you want to feel? How do you want to be in your body? Don't get too consumed about the outward manifestation. That's like, the, that's again, that's the masculine way, very linear. And then we get all those things that women, as women and we realize, well, why do I still feel exhausted, tired, like something's missing, but I did all the things, I checked all the boxes because you weren't focused on the feeling and you didn't think really clearly about what is it you actually want. So it's, you know, understanding, again, those qualities of the feminine and the patriarchy, where to balance those because we need both masculine and feminine. Mother Earth has both masculine and feminine energy, regardless of energy, uh, gender, we need both. We still need to be logical. We still need to make plans. We still need to. But the thing is, as women, it's been in balance for, for thousands of years. And so we want to be able to tip that scale and bring more of those feminine qualities in. And then, like I said, healing that mother wound, healing that inner child 
And then also being able to locate, okay, what is it you actually want? Because we can't take the steps to get there if we don't actually know what you want. (laughs) So getting clear on is what is it you actually desire and know that it's absolutely possible. And a lot of the, you know, work that I also do with women is like, when you get connected to the feeling of what you want, so say you want freedom, say you want to have joy and pleasure, and you want to feel on purpose versus I want a black Mercedes and I want a two-story house, right? That's so different, the vibration. And if you can tune into the feeling, whatever happens, there's no attachment, right? Because we have these attachments of what our life should look like, when it should look like that, how it should be, who it should be with. And that's where the suffering comes in because we're too attached to what we think it should be by someone else's definition of happiness and fulfillment. And when we can really just tune into the feeling, what we actually want, something bigger and better is actually on its way. Well, yes, it is. You have me eating out of the palm of your hand right now. I don't know if you can, <laughs> you can like, we were just like mouth open, like d- drawing off absolutely everything you were saying. Wow. I thank you so much for saying absolutely every single word you've just said because that I can't wait to listen it's to that really again because like, that was so yes. yeah. so good for me to hear. Well, personally, me for here anyway. What something that you have said to a couple of times now and it's really popping up for me, is that unhealthy masculine side because I think you're right in saying that there is that different with the masculine side, that there is an unhealthy and a healthy side. Dive into that a little bit with me, please, if you will, Um, because I think, you know, for me personally, you know, we do step into this masculine side, but then when you do that, having that moment to say, hang on, is this healthy or an unhealthy masculine side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you you asked that. So, so like I mentioned, we we have both of those energies running through us those those energies of masculine and feminine, and both the masculine and feminine can have unhealthy and healthy. So we've mentioned I, I briefly touch upon the patriarchy, which is the unhealthy masculine, and the feminine as well can have unhealthy feminine. So, for instance, you know, unhealthy feminine could be gossiping. It could be unaware, insecure, it could be selfish, it could be lacking boundaries, it could be disconnected, being a people pleaser. So those, when when we when we say feminine, it's not like, oh, you know, we're just super superior and the masculine is like way down here. It's like, no, they, they both have, right, that unhealthy, healthy. Like this is really about, again, increasing consciousness, awareness, and being able to balance, balance both those energies because we need both of them. And I mentioned, I touched upon the healthy feminine where it's about that, that mother energy. It's about being vulnerable, engaging in your emotions. It's about collaboration over competition. It's about community. It's about sisterhood. It's about being in the flow. Whereas, okay, going to the unhealthy masculine, which is the patriarchy, it's about, you know, power over, it's about not, not engaging in your emotions. It's about distorting. It's about being potentially aggressive. It could be this lone ranger energy where it's like, you know, just nose to the grindstone, just get it done. No pain, no gain being over analytical where the healthy masculine, you can still have this very beautiful, you know, father energy still have, you know, be goal oriented. Um, We still need go energy. We still need to do, we can't just be like all in our flow and not doing anything. Like we still need to do action, being rational, um, 
being stable, right? So there's all these beautiful qualities of both. Um, but but what what you know what it's really about is is again having the awareness of like okay where are we individually imbalanced in in those and what can we bring into our life to to yeah bring in those more beautiful healthy qualities of of the feminine. Thank you for <sighs> saying that to me because I have never had anyone explain that so beautifully. Mm. That was absolutely perfect and so interesting mm-hmm. and so interesting. I think it's, it's yeah. really easy to get lost in one being positive and the other one. Yeah, know. yeah. It's it's like you're right, Fiona. You can get so lost in being like, oh, I've got to be this way because that way is negative and I've got to be this way because that, you know what I mean? Like you're too busy trying to be that, but it's kind of like you can be in the both because being in the mm-hmm. both is good. But yeah. making it's the sure balance. it's that balance, yeah. It's the balance, yeah, absolutely. Which is why obviously my work is all about feminine power and feminine purpose is because we're so, you know, most of us as women, we're at least my clients and myself, you know, we're 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 in balance. So it's like let's let's focus on the feminine, um, yes. but with the awareness that we have those beautiful qualities of the masculine that we naturally are bringing in because we've been so much in our masculine. <laughs> yes, because yes, we're so much, we're sitting in that space so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy dooly. You honestly have said so much that is really resonating with me. I, we always say that these are for us more than our listeners. So, listener, I hope you've heard something <laughs> that helps you too because – it has made me feel really good and really wholesome for you to speak everything that you've said. Um, I mean, I feel silly asking you for there's any words of wisdom, but is there any anything extra you want to share? Because that has just been so gorgeous and I want to make sure that you walk away feeling like you've shared everything you want with our listeners today. Oh, thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm like, I think whatever was shared um, was meant to be shared. And I'm sure whoever comes on and listens to your podcast will receive whatever they're meant to receive. I think the one thing I'll just drop here is that wherever you are on your journey, just know that you are exactly where you need to be. You are not behind and you are exactly where you need to be. And that's all I would say. Mm, That's beautiful. Oh, you are absolutely gorgeous. You mentioned working with you. We've we know that you have Instagram. Where are all the best places to find you? Uh yeah, Instagram is great. I'm at Leslie Saglio, so just spelled as my name, L E S L I E S A G L I O. Um, yeah, I'm on there. So if you want to connect with me, um, yeah, that's that's a fun place to to hang out and connect. And then I have a a free gift for your listeners. Um, again, talking about those ways of how to step more into their feminine power. I have a free gift called Three Keys to Unleash and Lead in Your Feminine Power to to live with uh, purpose and pleasure no matter what's happening in the world. Oh. So they can grab that at lesliesaglio.com forward slash free gift. Oh, one word. Amazing. Amazing. All that will be in the show notes. So you can just click on right there. Yeah. That's for sure. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Leslie, thank you so much for your time and just being your absolutely beautiful self today. We have so enjoyed this recording with you. 
Oh, I've enjoyed it so much as well. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me with your community. And I hope that, um, yeah, that this is of service and um, yeah, just beautiful what you are are doing in Australia. It's so lovely to connect with some Aussies while I'm in LA. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this episode of YDP. We hope you found comfort in listening to relatable stories from the heart. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you check out our socials on Facebook and Insta.